Welcome to the Man Cave, only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week, we really test the limits of our Flemmy friendship by debating and discussing and arguing over the latest movies, streaming shows, books, trends, uh, and all of Mandy's Flemmy dumb ideas. (laughs) Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Uh, one of us is always wrong, and it's your job to figure out who at the end of the podcast. <clears throat> uh, and this week on Discord, we found out it was me. And I can take it. Yeah. Mancave.com slash Discord, you guys. Come and join us. You don't have to be a fandy, but it's but it really helps. It's more fun that way. Yes. Uh, um, okay. So yeah. Big, big week. Big week. I saw yes. Pentatonix it- at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. Major night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we... Did you happen to have any movie premieres on a Hollywood lot? Funny that you should say that. Yes. Uh, a yes. private... It wasn't a premiere. It was a private cast and crew and friends and family screening. But it was happened to be it on was- the... Magical. It was. It was on the Sony lot. Yes. So walking through a lot to go to my best friend's premiere, <laughs> or not premiere, pri- cast screening, sorry. Um, it it was insanely charged with love and laughter and excitement and Hollywood magic. It just felt beyond wonderful. Yeah. And I finally <laughs> saw Just Plus None. You saw the movie! I, you know, I've, I never, I thought you would actually like never actually let me see it. It would become this like thing. Well, like you never really made a movie and everybody was lying. I'll tell you, there were many times when I'd be like, maybe Mandy could come over and watch like a preview. And Patrick was always like, you guys never agree on anything. Are you sure you want her to see this movie? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I mean, I, I do, but I, it was very funny, but I was so glad you were there. And I, I think there was something very special about it. Uh, oh. It was my first time seeing it on a big screen like that. And it was a sound mixing stage. So the sound was just pristine. It was wonderful. I couldn't believe it. Like, I knew that the movie would have success with some people because some people who watched it in previous iterations really loved it. Your real friends. Yeah. Yeah, my real friends. People who Mm -hmm. have good opinions about things. You Mm -hmm. know, you have to go to them first. Sure. Um, Whose opinions you respect. You you get me. No, but uh, it was just a few people that I had sort of... Uh, shared it with and I thought it would do well for most people but like I just hearing it in a in a theater with all of the with all of the people and then people were really moved by it like Mm -hmm. they reached out to me there were people texting me all weekend to be like your movie stuck with me and I loved some of the things I was afraid that people wouldn't love you know the kind of messy female protagonist and the messy friendship and the love relationship stuff like they they just liked, they appreciated how authentic it was because it didn't pull punches, which I thought was. It, it was utterly entertaining from the first frame to the last. Oh. There's not, there's no breath. There's no like, okay, what, like this scene is going on too long. There's none of that. It's just, it captures your heart and takes you on this journey and makes you laugh and makes you feel and then it lets you go. It's just, um, it it's it it's winning it just, i i said that to that word to you already I, I don't love it i think i use it too much but it is but i'd like to start with the negatives if that's okay yeah of course there was no fantasy suite 
No one gave anyone roses. <laughs> no one cried and said, I can't do this. I'm going to quit. So yeah. it's w- not it, a movie from, yeah. for people with my discerning taste. Right, right, right. No, and in fairness, I had not seen The Bachelorette before I shot and edited the whole okay. thing. So, so for the sequel, it might feel definitely. more... Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, definitely. More bachelorette Yeah. Because uh, there is a bachelorette <laughs> in the movie. So There is. It's a wedding movie. It's an LGBTQ movie. If there's any fannies who are interested, like, we'll let you know when it's going to come out. But, like, please. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You'll, you'll be hearing about it. But you can go to the website, justplusnon.com, if you want to watch the trailer so you can get a little taste of it. And then also you can go. We have socials everywhere at justplusnon. Uh, so you can go and be in the know for when... When you can actually see it. I'm very... Yes. I got to tell you, and I... It, it was so deeply satisfying. Like, I I hope that things go well. I hope we get to, you know, have it on Hulu. But it went so well that night. I got to mm-hmm. share a movie that I made with people who loved it. I'm like, oh, that's it. Run me over with a bus. I'm done. That's good. <laughs> I Now, I, I don't want to get too in the weeds, but... We'll talk later about what your plans are for distribution or like, are, yeah, are you very sexy. looking for sales agents? Or yeah, are you definitely. For, I like, I want to know. Yeah. No, we, I mean, right now we're a little bit like, I mean, the, the, there's the one path of like, wouldn't it be amazing if it was good enough to be a festival darling? I mean, mm-hmm. secretly, I think that is so sexy and cool. I would love to be like, oh my God, yeah. it won the audience award at South by and then. You know, it got picked up by mm-hmm. Apple and now it's on Apple. Like that would be amazing. And it would mm-hmm. help us, you know, we could we could make another movie, which would be great. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, that would be the dream. But uh, anything, honestly, like I'm like, if I get to direct an episode of Bad Sisters, which is wonderful, by the way, um, I am falling in love with that show. And every time oh. I watch it, I get a near perfect Irish accent. And I don't know why you wouldn't oh. watch it just for to watch our shared boyfriend, Daryl McCormick. Right. But also to practice your Irish accent. It's Abby loves it. Every time I pick her kids, my her friends up from school and I'm like, how did you have a good day at school? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. This it was flawless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so little need for my Irish accent. Although I have, as as some people know, I narrate audiobooks. Yeah. As, as one of my many jobs. <laughs> and there was one book where I auditioned with like by reading the first chapter. And then in chapter three, she meets the man of her dreams. And it's like with his thick Irish brogue, but I already got the job. So I, and I'm very lucky charms about it. You know? Well, I want to put my cock in your mouth. Like, yeah. like that. Oh. Was it that kind of book? Yeah. It was not erotica, but yeah. No, see? <laughs> I need time. You need to, to watch Bad Sisters with less cynicism and you'll get it. You'll get it. I don't care for Bad Sisters, <laughs> but I do care for you as a director. Thank you. you. This movie was directed so well and and it looks beautiful. The The design was incredible oh my God. to be up at a camp where you don't really have access to like, oh, well, let's just run down the street to this giant department store or oh let's go across the street on the lot and grab a prop we don't have like but it looked the amazing thing to me was it looked like a very wealthy young couple went all out and got this camp and when they served wine and cheese of course my favorite part of course yes but it looked like this couple had money and went all out and had tons and tons of booze flowing and food to offer and 
you know, I was like, how did you achieve that? <sighs> you didn't have a crazy budget no. and you were isolated. Yes. So it was that I was very impressed. Thank Each you. scene was crafted well, timed perfectly. I, I, I've, I've worked with you as a director, but this was a next level. This was your feature film yeah. where there's more room for like, oh, the scene lost its energy or, oh, I wouldn't have, you know, shot it that way. I was blown away by your direction. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I, well, I got very lucky. Like Sarah Rose Moyle was the production designer and she was just so Mm -hmm. goddamn talented. She was like an intern on, I think, Modern Family in their, in their Mm -hmm. art department. And she was recommended to me and she wanted to do a feature. So she was, uh, you know, game and she just Mm -hmm. knew how to work within a budget and she was just so good. I mean, she gave me a, I'm doing a $5 million movie or $10 million movie effort. Mm-hmm. for the budget I had and right. was just so creative, instantly on the same page. Like it was just, I, I was so lucky. And it was during COVID. All these people yeah. had to find wardrobe and uh, a production design and props. Like, you know, the the lady who did props is Jill Parker Jones, who was my mm-hmm. mom's best friend. And my- Appeared in Waiting for Guffman. Go ahead. Appeared in Waiting for Guffman. Yes. And mm-hmm. she was my drill team instructor when I was in seventh mm-hmm. grade. And then she was my props master on this movie. And she's just flawless. She does so much production. She's done production design for me on smaller projects. It was, yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm so thrilled. Like, I thought it looked great and I and sounded great. The sound guy, Nathan Zeibel, was amazing. I mean, all good. But like the fact that people went on the ride, that was that's my job, right? And yeah. you can't really know if people are going to take the ride with you until you have a right. live audience. And that's why Friday night was so important to me because yep. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Will they laugh out loud? Will there, you know, now granted it was all friends and family, but like to hear that, even hearing it, I was skeptical going, but are they really laughing? Or are they just laughing? Cause I'm, they're my friends. <laughs> real laughter, uh, real joy, yay. real feelings. It was, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So everybody will get to see it at some point. I'll, I'll, I can't wait. I, will, I can't wait to keep everybody updated. Yeah. With, here's where it's going. Here's where it's, you can see it. Thanks. It'll be a fun ride. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, if anybody knows anybody over at Sundance, call me, DM me. We'll make, a, mm-hmm. we'll make a couple phone calls. And if it doesn't go anywhere, I will drive to your houses and watch it with you. Well, she says that, but she has never done that with me. And it's been. <laughs> Look, if you want to see the movie again, no kidding. I have to actually approve a screener that I uploaded for a festival. I have to watch that movie again. And I always want to stab my eyeballs out. So if you want to watch it again, <laughs> please watch it with me. I'm dying for people to watch this movie with. Oh, well, yes. Great. So should we talk about the movie? We the other the backup plan, the movie we watched this week? Yes. The the one people can go but shouldn't see oh interesting okay (laughs) not okay on hulu the movie's called not okay and i'm gathering that mandy kaplan did not enjoy this film Uh, don't give your (laughs) film a title like not okay when the film is not even okay (laughs) yeah that's funny i did not think that would be your reaction i thought you would like it but of course i thought it was a real stinker i should have known because i did like it (laughs) Of course you did. Oh, God. But it's not the kind of movie that I would like. That's the weird thing is I went in with zero expectations, as you know. I had heard some good things, but I didn't know. And based on the content, like the actual content, what it's about. So it's about a woman who ends up doing an internet lie, which it's kind of weird because I got the 
impression from the synopses and stuff that that it's her faking an abduction or something. But that's not at all what the movie is. It's she creates a lie on the internet and then gets caught in it. She does all this virtue signaling, which is like, you know, getting very woke and saying all the right things, even though when you know her as a person offline, she's just lonely and sad, desperate to be famous and not really a woke person at all, very self-involved. And through this lie, she actually does become a better person, but then she gets caught in her lie and her life goes to shit. And I thought, I I was so surprised. I loved Zoe Deutsch, who I did not know at all. Someone had pitched oh, her yeah, to yeah. me on- she's fantastic. Okay, I knew nothing about her. Someone had pitched her to me and I was like, she's model gorgeous, doesn't look interesting, doesn't look like she's had an interesting life and I'm not interested. And then after this movie, I was like, wow, I thought she handled it beautifully. She was really good. She was wonderful. First of all, you just, in describing the movie, you described Dear Evan Hansen, which is what this movie is. Sure. With a more cynical eye towards the people who follow and like. Dear Evan Hansen, it felt like all those people were following and liking because they wanted to support the Connor Project and they were moved. Yes. This felt like grosser, more Kardashian-esque. Except for the I'm not okay hashtag. That felt very Dear Evan Hansen. People being able to express their, I'm also alone. I'm not okay either. Right. Yeah. So just so everyone has context, uh, when reading the synopsis of the the movie, a shallow, I didn't, I'm not reading it, I should, but like a shallow 20-something hipster claims she was at a bombing in Paris. Yeah. And that she's she's a survivor now, and she becomes a, a viral sensation for being a survivor of a bombing in Paris and joins a support group for other survivors of violent terrorist acts. And oh, it's cringy and capitalizes on all of that. That's a great premise to me. Yes. I was down for the ride. I was like, that's a very Mandy Kaplan, dark, twisted. Yes. What if scenario? Totally. But would you describe this movie as a comedy or a drama or like it? It was it, fully a comedy to me. I thought it was very funny. Oh, I never laughed. Oh. So I thought of it as a drama that didn't pull at my heartstrings. It didn't have a genre for me. And then it didn't fulfill the promise of any genre. Oh, that's interesting. So but the now I thought there were times when in in um in service of the comedy it actually got too broadly comedic. Like the parents, right? When they find out that she was in Paris or mm-hmm. and that they and they bring her home and the dad is sobbing because they almost lost their little girl. It was so over the top comedy. Yeah. To me that was very like almost fairly brothers broadly comedic that he was sobbing that his angel baby was nearly killed. It didn't it was right. too much. But that to me is like very clearly a comedic tone and the way it's edited with the part 1 part 2 with the big they stop the movie in the middle of a sentence yeah. and then go to the different chapters and the color of it and the way yeah. she got super super stoned and was talking to her uh gerbil and then her gerbil gives her the idea for It's a guinea pig. Oh, okay. I'm just <laughs> Let's let's be accurate. Okay, sorry. I don't want people writing in angry letters from PETA that it's not a gerbil. Um, you're right that it looked like a comedy and it was structured like a comedy, like a thank you for not smoking. Yeah. Which I think is a very dark, satirical, very well done comedy. Yes. But this didn't make me laugh. So therefore, I can't call it a comedy. It just looked like one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I... I never understood why she wanted what she wanted. It's 
the opening credits give away the ending right away. And I thought they were well done. Yeah. All these trolls yelling terrible, awful things on camera about how they want her dead and they hate her. It set up the world. It set up the story. I got it. Grabs you right away. And then we go back to like, here's what happened, right? Why did she want to go to Paris? Why did she want to be a writer? Why did she want success? We didn't really know her. I didn't get a sense of who she was or what she wanted. Well, that's because this protagonist is super shallow and numb. I mean, she has no soul. (laughs) She doesn't, Mm -hmm. she hasn't ever suffered. What I got from it was she's a spoiled rich girl who has never had hardship. It's a bit like Lena Dunham in that way. Mm-hmm. Her character in Girls, which from the pilot of Girls, I was like, ugh, why do I care? And right. then I totally got sucked into that series and watched all all five seasons of it. I can't remember, maybe it was six. But I loved Girls. She, I think she's just like a really, she hasn't had any hardship. She hasn't suffered. She's never, she's never experienced racism. She's young and entitled, so not really even sexism. She has all the money and resources. She just wants to mean something in the world, but she doesn't know how because she's in. she doesn't have any teeth. There's nothing she has to say. And on the internet, there is something to, maybe the old school version of this would have been like, oh my God, if I haven't had cancer, can I write a play that matters? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if you, right? Like you, she didn't have anything yeah. to create. She wanted to be an influencer. I think that was clear, right? Yes, because she watched, she scrolled other influencers. And this movie, for me, fails the test of spending way too much on screens. Like we, yes. we just, there were many, many scenes of watching people scroll and type and text. And yeah, I am over that. Yeah. But what the way you just described it, I think you're projecting that onto a movie. I don't think the movie gave us all those things you were saying mm. about who she was. I just thought it started the, first of all, the advisory warning before the movie was like, warning, this film <sighs> contains flashing lights and an unlikable female protagonist. Oh, did it say that? I didn't even see that. Yes. <gasps> and I couldn't tell if that was genuine or sarcastic. sarcastic. And if it's sarcastic, then good for them. Then they never matched that tone again. They never got back there to that, like, we're going to, you know, uh, go on this ride with this young woman that you hate <laughs> and she'll get her comeuppance and, and we're going to make fun of her. It didn't have that tone it took gave too much pity to her it we were supposed to care about her i did oh that's interesting i i I think she was pretty blatantly awful but the only reason i cared about her is because i think zoe deutsch did a really good job of making her kind of lost and this is not about performance to be clear i thought the performance was great yeah and i love her yeah but i uh i just didn't i was yeah. uninvested. Yeah. Yeah. For an hour and 48 minutes or however <laughs> long it was. I was uninvested. Yeah. And I wrote, it feels like she's miscast. She is too gorgeous. Yeah. And they didn't push her far enough. She, why did everyone in the office hate her everywhere she went? <laughs> they didn't push her far enough. You know, she's like, good morning. And everyone's like, oh, good morning. Fuck you. I hate you. Yeah. Why? What like what was so bad about her other than an ill-advised hairstyle? You know, based on I mean, I think what the movie was trying to say and take in poking at the whole 
influencer. Here's how I am on Instagram. If you notice, she has zero friends and the only relationship she has is with the internet, right? Is with social media. Mm -hmm. So I think it's because she was just completely inauthentic. Like she, she is beige. Like she doesn't have any real character except the Mm -hmm. one that she's trying to build online. So because she's not a person with any opinions, hardship, empathy, she has no empathy. She doesn't care about other people's problems. She's just trying to figure out how to be important. And I Mm -hmm. think that comes, I think that's what it is, is people. Now, granted, that's also a tone choice where she chose to make it extremely broad, where every single person. Writer, director, Quinn Shepard. Yeah. Who I guess is mostly an actress. I just looked at that. I don't even remember, like, how did I even find out about this movie? Uh, I don't remember. I, 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 that I don't know. I think I read a review. But I, I, you're you're approaching it from a very meaningful place, and I just didn't get any of those things. Yeah. And and if she is vapid and beige, I like that description. Um, what world do we live in where coworkers like openly mock her, roll their eyes at her? It was so cartoony yeah. and unjustified. People would maybe like get out of an awkward conversation with her, but they were like, uh, no, honey. Eh. Yeah. Like, everyone was so mean to her. They were. They were horrible. So a, a potential fix would be rather than have her in a meeting with her boss, uh, Nassim Fergad. Is that her name? Oh, no. she's I so good. I liked her. Did you? I love her. Yeah, she's great. But, um, would you get her name while I'm babbling? It's Negan. Negan? N-E-G-I-N? Negin? Negan? I don't know how you say it. Negin Fersad. Negin Fersad, yeah. Okay, she's wonderful. Yes. Uh, she's also on Wait, Wait, Don't Help, Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz show oh, that I love. Oh, so, she's, yeah, really funny. But the movie starts with with uh, Zoe Deutsch, whose name was, I can't even Danny. remember. Danny Sanders. Danny, Danny like, uh, the woman's her boss and saying, this isn't a good article. I can't publish this. Get out of my office. You're awful. But why couldn't that have been in a pitch meeting with everybody? And if she's in a pitch meeting where they're all sitting around the conference table and she's saying things that are tone deaf and offensive and vapid and beige. <laughs> right. And then everybody snubs her and rolls their eyes at her after the meeting. Okay, I get it. Right. She just pissed you all off and we saw it. But all we see is this woman who's maybe not a very good writer trying to be a writer. Yeah. And her boss is like, no, go back to work. This isn't good. Well, and then we see everybody just hurling vitriol at her. Okay. Well, because the her the article that she's trying to write is things that reasons I, why I'm sad. And then the third reason is I missed 9-11. I was on a cruise ship with my parents. Right. And I think like, while the boss is trying to explain to her that like people don't generally express FOMO about 9-11, that's not cool. Uh, To her, even though she's pretty guileless when she does it, like that's a reprehensible, horrible thing for someone to say, to be so self-involved. So I just made the leap that this isn't the first time she has said or expressed an idea like this so that. Mm-hmm. The reason everybody hates her is because she says dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? I just wish that scene took place in front of other people. Right. And then I would and then I would forgive all of this. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you know what? Let's I think we can contact Quinn on IMDb. Maybe there are reshoots that are possible. You know what I mean? I. It's not too late. I'd like to contact the people at Hulu anyway. I They're on my list to call today. So, you know. Yeah. Let's just see. <laughs> let's see if we can make it a little more OK. Even change the title. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the title makes perfect sense in context of the movie. When she joins the support group, yeah. she meets a young lady who survived a school shooting who is 
just she and has become like an Amanda Gorman yeah. figure mm-hmm. and fighting for justice and yes and gun control and she's remarkable this little high school senior yeah but Danny is like ooh I want a piece of that action and this young lady says to her it's okay to not to be not okay that's okay and so Danny uses it as a hashtag and blows up on online yeah yeah and then genuinely uh tries to becomes friends with this girl like it's literally her only friend she has a genuine mm-hmm. connection with her and actually yeah. it's a person she actually listens to and actually starts to empathize with her problems and then i mean you know it's interesting a lot sometimes hulu does these oh, i shouldn't say anything about hulu but i have seen there's a like sometimes people with these movies they they're like ah oh, we're going to have a rally and you're like yeah it's hard to shoot a rally when you clearly have like 12 people, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you, you know, you get, it's a big swing for a movie that I'm assuming has a lower budget, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, you can't really get that energy. It's all like, sort of like, ah, we'll just throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. There were some things I was like, ah, oh, that's not, I'm not getting the stakes of this because I'm not really buying this part of it, you know? Right. But yeah, I guess maybe also for me, like, Zoe Deutsch. I really. What else has she done? I know she's hugely famous, but I. I didn't really the politician. I mean, I. I know her from the politician. Oh, okay. I didn't enjoy the politician. Of course, you loved it, <laughs> right? I really liked the first season, and then it went off the rails for me. Oh, that's funny. I think I watched the first episode, and I was like, "Are they just gonna make dear Evan Hansen sing because he can sing?" Like, it didn't. I didn't feel like it had anything to do with the show. Now I love hearing him sing. Hey, I have a funny. Yeah. Can I can I sidebar for a funny Ben Platt story, even though he was not in sure. Not Okay? I may have told you this already. I, maybe I did. Maybe I even said it on the podcast. But I have a friend who knows Oliver Platt, Ben's dad, who's a big film producer or whatever. And when Ben Ben was graduating and going off... To, Isn't it Mark Platt? I don't mean to be gross. Oh, shit. Oliver I'm sorry. Platt's no, Oliver Platt's an actor. You're right. No, you're totally yeah. right. Oh, I'm so sorry, okay. Mark, in case you listen to this podcast. It's so yeah. horrible when you get a Fandy's name wrong. Um... So his dad, Mark Platt, invites all of his friends to come and see his son. It's a send-off, like, college farewell tour. Ben's going to go off. He got into Juilliard. And everyone's going to come see his 17-year-old kid sing at a theater in Glendale. And my Mm -hmm. friend was like, ugh, you know, uh, your college farewell concert. Like, really? That's how much money and power you have? You're going to give your kid a concert? Like, okay. And... was sitting there and then Ben opens his mouth and of course sings like an angel. Like it's a right. once in a lifetime experience to hear him sing live. And he was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and very much shamed. I thought that was funny. It's like the first time I heard Casey sing. Yeah. <laughs> very similar. Jesus Christ. Casey idolizes Ben Platt. Sure. Okay. Um, well, there, there was one scene that was very funny Laugh out loud. Okay. That I wish the whole film had been in this tone and it wasn't. And the scene is when she goes on what I'm assuming is a Uh. an internet like YouTube talk show. Yes. (laughs) So Pete, if you could please play 10426 to 10502. We are here with Danny Sanders, the girl of the moment who rose to internet fame after surviving the Paris bombings. You know her as the girl behind the hashtag, I am not 
Okay, but girl, right now, can I just say, you look more than okay. Are we getting a shot of this fit? So you and your new bestie, Rowan Aldrin, you've been blowing up our Insta feeds. I mean, speaking of bombings, okay. So what are you two up to lately? I know that you both posted about this We've Had Enough mm -hmm. rally that mm -hmm. you're going to be speaking at. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, enough is an incredible... So <laughs> the host so says like, oh, we're, it's blowing up. Oh, speaking of bombings, okay. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I really liked that host. I liked how yeah. that was the tone I wanted from this movie. Right. And it was possible and it failed in every other moment of the movie to achieve that tone. But that 30 seconds that we just heard. Oh, yeah, uh, fantastic. I laughed. I actually laughed a lot at this. I mean, it had more serious. You're right about it, it had a lot of seriousness. Like maybe the group, the survivor group, but I thought the guy who was also an actual survivor of a bombing <laughs> mm -hmm. was really funny, like trying to get coffee with her afterwards. And like, he, right. I thought there were so many funny little, I thought the guy who played the influencer boyfriend was stupidly funny. Dylan O'Brien. Yes. And that moment, yes. there's a moment at the end when the one of the girls in the office calls him out. She's like, would you shut up, Tyler, whatever his name was, like, shut up. You, you're from Vermont. And he totally uh -huh. changes his tone and is like, shut up, Sarah. We all have a past or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have I found him predictable, although I liked the actor. Yeah. He he's uh very like tatted head to toe, always smoking pot. Yeah. Just a real wannabe. Oh. Like wa he wants to be so many things. And she bangs him in a bathroom at a party. He's grabbing and her and saying, you're so helpless. Oh, my God, you're so helpless. Yeah. I can't wait to help I mean, you. I was so gross. Cringy, so gross. <laughs> but I liked how real that felt. Yeah. B banging in a bathroom w looked uncomfortable, mm -hmm. painful, disgusting. There was nothing sexy about yes. it. it. And then Ugh. he's like, "Uh," And she's like, oh, my God, did you just come in me? And the next shot is a plan B box. Okay, but I I have to correct you, Miss Kaplan, and I, I now I'm going to accuse you of doing laundry while you're watching this movie or something. Oh, totally possible. Yeah. Okay, because she did not say, did you come in me? She said, did you just come at me? Which is your favorite phrase. And I laughed out no. loud. I laughed out loud and I had to explain to Patrick, like, come at me is what somebody says on the internet. I thought she said, did you just come in me? No, she said, did you just come at me? I'm. I wish we had an assistant who would scrub through the movie and find that moment. Luckily, there is something we can do to get to the bottom of the come question. Oh. 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 Did you just come at me? And one more time, just to bring it home. Did you just come at me? Of course, here's the problem. I went back and I played it again with subtitles on and whoever was running the subtitles did type, did you just come in me, not at me? Even though I hope we all agree, she did say at, not in. I'm telling you, because I noticed it. I noticed that she said, did you just come at me? And it was, And I thought it was really funny because she's an internet person. You know what I mean? Right. Well, then the next shot is a plan yeah. B box. Yeah, so it was very funny, and yeah, I, I, 
that's a good example to me of that's not a great character, right? Like, or I should say it's not a fresh character. It's not, it's something you've seen before. He reminds me of Pete Davidson. It's that kind of thing, right? Yes, very much so. And, but I thought he was so funny. I thought that joint with like seven different wings on it. I don't usually like joint stoner humor. The fact Mm -hmm. that every time he exhales from a vape, it's like three gallons of smoke instead of just a normal puff. Like his vapes, he is always in a shroud of giant smoke. I thought that was really funny. I, I just feel like it's, we've seen that before. I, he felt like a character from several other movies and yeah, I, I was not, uh, and again, not a knock on the actor because the actor, I think I looked him up. I'm like, oh, I've seen him before. Like squeaky clean, all American handsome. He would probably never get to play this. So I'm sure for him, it was like, I'm always playing the boyfriend and the straight laced, you know, guy. So this was probably a blast. And I thought he was good. It just never made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. I I get it. It did make. What me- did Patrick think? Oh, he liked it. Uh, oh. But again, I mean, he was like he had an audition today. He was like reading a script and he was doing his stuff. He kind of half watches yeah. these movies. But mm-hmm. overall, we usually kind of look at performance. You know what I mean? And go, oh, that's actually. I I kind of feel like it's so hard to make anything that's really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, and maybe this was my experience too with Barb and Star. I'm like, ah, you know, like I feel like things are. I don't know. It, it 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 was he he enjoyed it. We were but he we were also both equally surprised to enjoy it. I was not expecting mm-hmm. it to be that great. And I especially thought I would hate it because of the content, because like The Bachelorette, right? Something I watch with complete disdain. I hate the whole concept of that reality show. I hate that world. Right. I don't like right. what it says about society. But but that's the actual thing. This is more maybe mm-hmm. a satire of all of that. And so, well, yeah, it's making fun of yeah, all of that. Yeah. yeah, I and like her dumb, big, long fingernails. I, I, even that, like your point about Zoe, Zoe Deutsch being so incredibly gorgeous. I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good. I like that they gave her the weird hair in front, and then the mm-hmm. long nails, and then the, you know, the sort of trying too hard. Like everything about her screamed, "I'm just trying to be noticed." And that's hard to do with a gorgeous supermodel looking gal to, right. to be able to like every time they cast Jennifer Aniston in a movie where she can't get a boyfriend, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. technically in real life, she kind of couldn't get a boyfriend for a while. Right. Like, I mean, it's weird. It was almost accurate casting, but you put her on screen in a movie and I'm like, no one doesn't fuck Jennifer Aniston. That's not a thing. It doesn't exist. I guess. I mean, I, you know. I know some pretty spectacular people who are Thank single you. or can't oh. find luck in love, even though they're gorgeous or That's true. desirable. And, yeah. you know, it's... But it's because it's they're crazy. Thing. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, chemistry. It's probably chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> um, oh. Well. Should we give, give it, it some jobs. man jobs? Yes. Okay, well, I clearly liked it more than you. I would... I gotta tell you, I would give it, like, Maybe three and a half, maybe. Maybe I'm going to give it 3.75. Four feels like too much, but I certainly liked it way more than I thought I would. It's a good, it's good. It's enjoyable. I disagree. I don't find it good, <laughs> but I do find the performance is good. Yeah. So they, they get two man jobs. Okay. Okay. Two squirting dicks for... <laughs> well, for there you go. Good performances. And... There's my girl. Because the I like the premise. I like the dark 
twisted premise. Uh huh. Oh, I'd yeah. be curious. Quinn Shepard has a movie I think called Blame that she made before this. Oh, did with you- the actress who played Harper, I think. And I'd just be curious to see without perhaps some Hollywood stink on it, what she did first. That might be more my taste. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I, You know what? I kind of want to, now I kind of want to know what else. What, did she Did she direct that other movie, though? I think it was written and directed by. Um, the other one. Uh, by the way, the, the editor, too, of this, Molly, oh, crap, I forgot her. Well, I already forgot her name. Molly something. But I'm going to look her up because, oh, God, she's already got another script being optioned. Look at that. Well, why, why wouldn't you? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to see what else she was a writer-director of. No blame. She Oh, she was the director, but I don't think she wrote it. And she was in it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. She did one so short. On IMDb. She, oh, my God. Of course. You know this makes me want to kill myself. She did one short. <laughs> she did a feature. <laughs> And now she has a second feature. Well, you know. Good for her. It is good for her. That's really, I don't, it doesn't make me want to kill myself. It's fine. (laughs) There is one movie. She did write Blame. Oh, she did? She wrote Blame. Yeah. And she wrote a podcast series called Day by Day, two episodes. And she wrote Not Okay. All right. She's earned it. Okay. She is an auteur. Now, do you really want to see Blame though? I'd be curious to. Um. A drama teacher's taboo relationship with an unstable student strikes a nerve in her jealous classmate, sparking events, excuse me, sparking a vengeful chain of events with their within their suburban high school that draws parallels to the crucible. That intrigues me. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's a so, good. Yeah. It, I, I mean, if I'm sitting around with tons of free time, I will watch Blame and I'll let the fandies know. Isn't that funny? That's not something that I would ever, uh, that I would ever watch. <laughs> It's a little too. Wait, it reminds we me. We don't agree. I what? know it's like Twilight or something. It's not. I mean, that's science fiction, but I, I that doesn't have teeth to me. But it's too like young adulty. But th- this one, I, I I didn't I did not even expect to like this. So she got me, and good for her. That's great. That's really good. There's All another right. movie. There's another movie by an independent filmmaker that I'm a huge fan of, just because of what he does and says on the. He's so. And I saw his first movie and I was like, oh, my God, he's so talented. And then his second movie was with Dakota Johnson. And I, I, I'll probably assign it at some point, but I'm going I'm going to ask you to hate watch it with me because I cannot believe this guy <laughs> is so fucking talented. I, well, and I hate Dakota Johnson and oh, the yes. way she bites her lips. So you will so hate it. I'm happy to hate watch. Oh, that's a great idea. All right. But before we uh, do any of that stuff, let's let's. Let's not hate talk uh, the people who help us make this show. Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by the fabulous Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. And uh, guys, um, my sister just navigated over to to uh, iTunes, the Apple podcast this weekend. I, I don't think she ever figured out how to make a review, but she's going to. And so you want to get there first. <laughs> you know who got there first? Breaking news, Elise H.C. Yes. And she calls us her imaginary besties. Oh, not even imaginary, Elise. We'll do this for real. uh, She wants to pull up a chair and hang with us and dish with us and we crack her up. Oh. And then she said, I'm so much prettier than you. I'm not sure why. That's funny. That just I think I got that right. I'm, I think that's how it goes. I may have to so thank you, Elise Google that. HC, I don't... for the review. We love reviews. We need them to help us grow. Yes, please. 
And also if you want we- Yeah. Yeah. You go. Well, I mean, just because I'm such a fan of that Discord. You know, what I mean? we already said it. Come join us on mancave.com slash Discord. Uh, we have really fun, sparkling conversations. But in order to get into that super fun secret Mandy's channel, Fandy's channel, gotta go become a Fandy. Mandcave.com slash Fandy. And then if you're ready for winter with your hoodies and your sweatshirts, get uh, some Man Cave swag at mancave.com slash merch. Yes. Such fun stuff. Uh, yeah, Elise, if you pay $5 a month, you know, you can have it like you have best friends. That's all it costs. My other friends, way more expensive, especially birthdays and things like it's getting pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't like do a yeah. 30 and under gift anymore. It's got to be at least 50. So, oh, yeah, <sighs> you know, but that's a thing. It's hard to keep friendships alive. OK, well, now that the business is done, I have a game. Yay. Uh Oh, uh, yes, I have a game and I guess I accidentally got out of the tab. So what we're going to do today, because Not Okay was all about lying, telling a lie and having mm. consequences. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do something on doxing, but like none of those stories are really that fun. And I don't think you've ever been doxed. No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, getting doxed is when somebody like, uh, I think it's when somebody like, trashes you on the internet like exposes oh, I thought that was trolling mm, trolling is trashing but i think doxed is when they take your personal information like you say something and then they take it out of context or whatever and like you get trashed from saying something oh. innocent i think you know what now i don't know so that's probably why i oh, couldn't okay. make a game out of it um so i have a, a test for you since this uh, movie was all about lying we are going to do a two truths and a lie quiz and see okay. if you can detect from these three statements which is which are the two truthful statements and which one is a lie. It's two truths and a lie, but this is the celebrity version. Okay? So there's, okay. there's two statements that are truths and one statement is a lie. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Where's the lie about Taylor Swift? Ugh. She once bought a house in Hyannisport, Massachusetts while dating a Kennedy who lived in the area. She has invited her biggest fans over to her house for a private listening party prior to the release of her last several albums. She throws a massive St. Patrick's Day party at her Los Angeles home every year. Interesting. Two are true, one's false. I don't think she throws a St. Patrick's party. That does not feel on brand for Taylor Swift. I'm going to say that's the lie. Correct. Taylor does not throw an annual St. Patrick's Day party. Obviously, if you Google, if you check your email around March 15th. Yeah. Right. No, I got it. You would have gotten that invite. Okay. Which statement about Beyonce is made up? Her current estimated net worth is over $1 billion. She starred in an Austin Powers film. She started dating Jay-Z in 2001 when she was 19 years old. Uh, I don't think she's worth a billion dollars. Oh, interesting. Let's see if you're correct. Correct. My goodness. And while we're here, I know I know people like to hear about the things that annoy me. Yeah. And if I hear one more person say, that's billions with a B, I'm going to strangle myself. It's such an annoying, overdone phrase. Funny that you okay. should say that. I have never heard it. <laughs> I have never heard anyone say that. What do you mean? That's like impossible. Like they're stressing that someone makes a lot of money? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Oh, well. Next time, I'll be sure to correct them. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> okay. Here, what's the true, what's the lie about Justin Bieber? 
Okay. Oh, boy. He was discovered on YouTube by a talent manager at the age of 13. He co-wrote a song for Rihanna. He was mentored by Usher at the beginning of his career. What's the lie? He didn't write for Rihanna. Oh, let's see if you are correct. Jesus. Yeah. And I like to say it with a great deal of confidence, but I am guessing here. <laughs> wow. Well, you nailed it. Well, actually, I knew about Usher and in 13 YouTube. So that one I, I felt good about. Um, I felt good. Okay. All right. We're going to do one more. Can, can yeah. you pick out the fib about Selena Gomez? Are you ready? Love her. Yeah. Before, oh wait, there's, we're going to do one more. Before she became a solo artist, she was the leader of a band named Selena Gomez and the Daydreams. She appeared on multiple episodes of Barney and Friends as a young child. Her first appearance on a Disney Channel show was in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which is the lie. And I'm going to say Selena Gomez and the Daydreams mm-hmm. didn't exist. Oh. But I don't know. Bing bong. Correct. Ah. Wow. Hot damn. The, if we do one more and I don't get it, can we cut that one? Definitely. So it sounds like I had a perfect record. Why not? We're going to cut a lot of this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> her band was not named Selena Gomez and the Daydreams. Fun fact, it was actually Selena Gomez and the Scene. That's oh. S-C-E-N-E, not the other S-E-E-N, yeah. which would have also been a great yes. name. Okay. Here, we're going to do one. Ready? Which fact about Meghan yes. Markle is a straight up lie? She met Prince Harry when the two vacationed at the same resort in Saint-Tropez. When she hit her big break as an actor, she threw a party for her friends to give them all of her old, inexpensive clothes. My kind of girl. Except I wouldn't go buy expensive clothes. Anyway, um, she was... You'd just be naked. I'd just go be ahead. naked in a robe, like appreciating <laughs> yeah. my success, but not taking it on as like a material thing. Um, right. She was 36 years old when she married Prince Harry. Okay. So which one's the lie? Uh, I'll say Saint-Tropez okay. is a lie. Let's see. I don't know, though. Oh, my God. You are yeah. correct. She did yeah. throw a Sayonara Zara party. Oh, pretty good. Clever name. I enjoy and it. And I wish I could have been there. I love a rhyme. I love Zara. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't fit into anything she wears, but okay. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That'd be a very embarrassing clothing swap where you're like, right? uh, Okay. No mumu. I can drive it to Megan. No mumu. I can drive it to Google for away. you. Um, yeah. Yes. And a mutual friend set her and Harry up on a blind date. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, God. I just crushed it because I have a great sense of truth. You really do. And, and that's so we're going to go further. So that was the first half of the game. The second half of the game is two truths and a lie about me. So we're going to keep oh. going with this. Are you ready? Let's yes. see if you can figure out my two truths and a lie. Here are the three facts. I regularly get facials. I have had Botox. I have no less than four yoga apps on my phone, which is the lie. Um, The first two are lies, so I feel like you messed up the game. Nope. They're all lies. Nope. One is a lie. You don't get Botox. I don't. That is the lie. But years ago, I gave you like a facial thing, a gift of like of some cool scrubbing thing. And you were like, oh, I don't, I, my skin is too sensitive. I've been told not to get facials. Oh, no. I, so you were just, I regularly politely. get facials. I do. Oh, you How do. do you think I keep this going? But uh, I don't right. get like microdermabrasion 
Okay. Are, so it was specific to the yes to the item I gave you, not probably to all of skincare. Was I really that much of a dick that I said no to a gift? That's a terrible. Yep. I'm a horrible person. I remember, but I think it was like a scrubby thing that you were like, oh, I can't use. Oh that. well, maybe so. Maybe my regular facialist told me this is super. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on. I think there's more interesting ones. Are you ready? There's okay. a three, yes. three, two truths and a lie. Ready? I've been to Scotland. I've been to Russia. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. <laughs> Which is the lie. You've never been to Russia. I've never been to Russia. Very good. You're very good at this. All right. <laughs> Here's three. I've had my tonsils removed. I've had my wisdom teeth removed. I've had that fat freezing technology and removed my fat. You did not remove your fat. Thanks a lot. You basically I, okay. just See, said I I'm said fat. That. I, because I know oh, you. God. Because you have no fat to remove. Because you have no fat to remove. That, okay. Yeah, thank you. That was a trap anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wouldn't even work. By the way, I'm like, I don't even know what it's called. Um, all right. Cool sculpting. I'm obsessed. Here, okay. Uh, here's three more. You ready? My favorite yeah. thing to do at night is, which, uh-huh. so which one is a lie? Yeah. Read a book before bed. Look at my phone in shame spiral. Masturbate while Patrick is in the shower. Two, you don't look at your phone before bed. <laughs> that was a trick question because actually they're all three true. Wait, you do all three? Well, of them? not necessarily in that order and not every night, but like I, I enjoy all of those things. Why don't I enjoy oh, okay. looking at the phone? You're right. I don't look at my phone in shame spiral. That's true. Okay. Uh, okay. And here's the last one. Ready? You're doing great. Yes. I mean, I think yes. it's best game ever. You're, you're, you're crushing this. Yes. Three, two truths and a lie. Ready? Barb and Star Goes to Vista Del Mar is a great film. The mm-hmm. Secret is a great film. Cheese mm-hmm. is fattening. Well, the only truth is that cheese is fattening. <laughs> and I am in denial of that fact, and I will not stop eating cheese. <laughs> well, take that. What's the other world? What's the other truth, though? Because one of them has to be true, you know? Uh, no, there's one truth. Okay, so are we ready to figure out what we're uh, what we're watching next? All right, week? that's the game. Yes, what's what? What you got for me? I am so excited about this. This is a movie that we've been talking about. I think on the podcast back when we sat through Fire Island, which I didn't really like, yep. and neither did you. Yep. And we knew this was coming, and it is out. Oh. It is bros. Yeah. And we are going to go to the movies, and when we watch it, we're going to each put our hands in the pocket of the jeans of the girl next to us, like, <laughs> on the poster, <laughs> and we're going to squeeze each other's tushies through the whole movie, and I'm very excited. So we have to find a time this week to go see bros. That sounds... I'm so... Like, I want it to be right now. I would go right now. I, I'm so excited. That's fantastic. I can't wait to see it. Yes. I'm, I'm hearing great things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I heard medium yeah. things. Oh, okay, good. So we'll see. Okay, great. Well, look, sis, we will go from bad sisters to bros. Exactly. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. I love you. Love you. I love you too, Elise. Wherever you are. Hey! Hey! Hey!